for my podcast, I decided to call and text some people that I love, but I can't really see right now because of the quarantine. And I asked them the same questions, how their lives have changed due to the virus, how quarantine is affecting their mental health, and what they're doing to stay positive. They also sent one word to describe how they're feeling. Uh, that's what you just heard before this. One person I interviewed is my friend Judith. Judith lives in France, there, so even though Judith lives thousands of miles away, she is in the exact same situation as anyone in New York is. When I asked her how this is affecting her, this is what she said. I think that the quarantine reflects our deepest emotions, like when you fade into an environment where there's no movement, no rhythm, no routine. All of your actual daily life disappears and you just feel empty, tired and sad, because you have so much time to have mood swings, so much time to think about stuff that you didn't have time to think about because of your constant movements. So basically, I'm pretty depressed because everything seems unreal. My life is unreal. People are unreal. And it just sucks. I just feel so empty. I try to keep a routine, to wake up early, to keep a normal life, even though there's no normal life at the moment. There are no real obligations. You have to almost limit yourself from thinking, but it's so hard. I think positive stuff is going to come out of this. Because humans can realize, I mean, mostly Americans and Europeans, that the freedom we use to have every day can't be taken for granted. This liberty is very fragile and we should cherish it, but we don't. I love Judith, but she's also accepting that it's okay that she is overthinking things or feeling a little more sad than normal because this isn't normal. (laughs) It's okay to be upset. I like that she realized that we do have freedom that we take advantage of. I think we will stop taking advantage of that and taking it for granted. Another person I interviewed is my dad. When I asked my dad the questions, he said, I've been a fireman for 30 years. Who would have ever thought it was less stressful to go into a burning building than to go into stop and shop? It has affected me in a few ways. I eat healthier because I'm not going out to eat. By cooking at home, there's more control of what goes into what I eat and portion control. Restaurants give portions that are meant for multiple people and you end up eating because it tastes good and it's there. He said that, I do not watch the news anymore, which I used to enjoy. The news is important, but it was always doom and gloom about how many people were going to get sick by predictions and how many people would be would need to be put on ventilators, which I also think is a good point. Because watching the news, which I got obsessed with, I'm not going to lie, I watched CNN for two hours every night, and I never used to do that. But it's depressing. You can't just constantly focus on it. Yes, we need to be aware of what's going on and we need to stay updated, but I think he is right. We need to let our minds escape to other things by going on walks and by hanging out with the family and people you can be with. I think it's also funny that my dad's finally eating better now that he's home because I don't think I'm doing that and a lot of people aren't, but I'm proud that he is actually using this as a positive thing to control what he's eating instead of eating all junk food all the time. I interviewed my cousin, Shannon, who is in her mid-twenties, and she's super healthy, like, stays in shape. She's, I try to work out with her, and I can't keep up. She's insane. But she got the virus, the coronavirus, and she, she said it was the worst illness I ever had, and it felt like I had been a zombie for two weeks. She now still doesn't have her smell, and it's been two weeks. She doesn't have her smell or taste. Younger people that were out in Florida, on like, now they're reopening the beaches and they're going to the beach. They don't realize what they could be risking. 
she said to stay inside and sanitize. When I asked her the regular questions, she said she doesn't do her normal jobs of babysitting or house cleaning, and she's a very good hard worker, so she was planning on opening a new wedding planning business, but now that's on hold too. She said, I feel like I should be doing something at all times, but I can't, so I feel stressed and anxious. It makes me feel uncertain about the future. To stay positive, she said she's taking walks and working out. I interviewed my Nima, which is my grandma. She loves going to church, and she's constantly going out and socializing. She has nine grandchildren, so she's usually with me on the weekends or the other kids. I'm the oldest, so she babysits a lot of the younger ones throughout the week. And she said that quarantine is difficult because she can't see her family or grandchildren or her friends at church. She said, I was, I'm very active. I can't go to the grocery store. Someone has to do it for me. I love going to lunch with my friends. I just like to be active. So this does bother me, but I think mentally I'm good. We have to be safe. I go for walks, do puzzles, read books, and we go for rides in the car. We go to beaches. I love living by the water. It is very common. And of course she stays in the car when she goes to the beaches and stuff, but she at least gets to look at the water. What I think is amazing is she takes care of my grandfather who has to go to dialysis still and is pretty sick. So she's basically become a nurse over the past couple of years. And how she's dealing with everything is amazing to me, that she's staying so positive. Because when she said, when I asked her to say one word, she couldn't come up with a word because she said she was restless. She felt like she wanted to leave the house and wanted to get out. But at the same time, she was content with the situation because she knew that it was the best for everyone. She wanted to protect herself, but others too. I also interviewed my Aunt Hilda, and this is what she said. The way I'm coping is by meditating. I'm increasing the hours I spend in meditation. Homeschooling is a big adjustment. The kids were stressed, and my son has anxiety, but we just learned to do the best we can. We aren't doing it perfectly, but it's okay. We are finding a new sense of normalcy, and we are going to make the best out of it. We have set a schedule for each day. We've been doing puzzles and Monopoly, we take walk. When I asked her how she felt, and I didn't record her voice, um, she actually took a long time to come up with one word, too. She was asking her husband and everyone in her house what they thought, but she said that she feels powerless because she wants to help and she wants to make a difference, but there really is no way she can. She needs to stay home, and that's the only way that we can really make a difference right now. She said, I wake up and I don't know what's going to happen, but I meet each moment. I feel grateful we have food and shelter and my family is healthy as of now. I spoke to my friend Maggie, who I FaceTime any, every day basically anyway, but she said that quarantine is not terrible. She enjoys spending time with her family and her sisters. She said, I miss my friends and surprisingly school. Online school is terrible. I do badly on every quiz I get because my teachers haven't taught me and they just expect I know it. Also, I would go to the gym a few times a week and eat pretty healthy, but now I eat junk food when I'm bored and I feel lazy 24-7. On top of that, my sleep schedule is messed up. To stay positive, I hang out with my dog, FaceTime my friends, and do puzzles with my sister. Okay, I think online school is a huge adjustment for everyone, and some teachers are handling it great, and some, I guess, aren't. It is hard, and especially being in 11th grade, I don't. it's stressful not knowing how we're going to take SATs or if they're even going to count now, or our AP exams are only going to be 45 minutes long instead of four hours, and they're totally different, so it's completely different preparation. Honestly, it's not that bad, and as long as teachers are understanding, which most of them are, 
I asked Sejal how she's dealing with quarantine, and she said that my mental health isn't horrible. I actually kind of think it's better than before because there is less stress from school. I am fully rested right now. Yes, I'm worried about the world, but it's out of my hands, and all that I can do is hope. I'm worried about my family in India because they are older and it's getting worse there. I've been calling my friends a lot to try and stay connected with others and people and make sure that I don't drift from them. I redid my whole room, which I've wanted to do for a while, and I've been hanging out with my family. Her room looks great, <laughs> but um, thank God we have technology and we're able to FaceTime and talk over that because I don't know what we would be doing without it right now. And, oh, I think it's kind of sad that Sejal is finally less stressed now. It took a pandemic to actually feel mentally okay for her because I think we have a lot of pressure trying to get into a good college. I want to obviously still do good in school, but it can't be to the point where we're constantly stressed. And that's one thing I realize now. I don't want to be stressed out like I was before over school. I want to try my best and take hard classes, but not be overwhelmed. I'm happy that she's finally not stressed, though. And that's all the interviews I did. Thank you for listening.